Boy, those low clouds moving in just about sun up and they just refuse to leave. It's your boy Jay-Z. Grab your hookah. Grab your shisha. It's time to smoke. Yeah, so that's uh, that's one of those things when for for UFC that, you know, for that fight in particular, that was one that I paid for to watch. That's a pay-per-view fight. Uh-huh. And when something like that happens, you're just like, wow, I, I paid money f- to watch a a brutal murder, a, pr- a brutal execution. Dude, uh, I I would never pay money for that stuff. Because, like, everything that I've learned about, like, fights, like, whether it be boxing, UFC, all the big, like, the pay-per-view, like, a lot of the pay-per-view and, like, the main card events, like, the title card events, it's boring. There's, they end up just being super boring. This like, card, all of those fights that were big went in the first round. It was chaos oh, <laughs> it was chaos one guy got his jaw completely broken just shattered wow. um yeah there was there was a lot that went down um and that but yeah this is why was... i'm a wwe fan man because <laughs> like i know for a fact there's not gonna be no like oh man i'm gonna get the pay-per-view i'll get the wwe pass and then like i watch it and it's like oh main event cool over in 13 seconds i'm like nah <laughs> They script it. They know I'm gonna be entertained. <laughs> like they're gonna make that. You know they're gonna make that last. Like yeah. When it's funny, it's like uh, for like some of the UFC fights, I'll catch just like a stream, just whatever on Reddit yeah. or on Twitter. I'll just find a stream, and you know that's fine. But sometimes for like the big big fights or people that you follow, you just want to see it live crystal no yeah. kind of lag or anything like that i don't even want to have the fight spoiled like if i go online and try and find who won when you're trying to find like a full clip highlight so in some situations yeah i'll go for the go for the pay and uh, this time it was quite exciting um but yeah so the guy that got knocked out is ben asker or Askru, um and jorge masadov and i might have messed that last one out is the one that knocked him out and uh the uh, Ben, the one that got knocked out, is really, really big into wrestling. Mm. And apparently, when you have someone closing the distance on you like that, your instinct is to shoot for the takedown. A wrestler would shoot for the takedown. Oh, okay. And so Jorge used that against him, and he shot for a kneecap to the face. <laughs> and that just... Boy, did it work. <laughs> it worked. It worked very well. Yeah, and they showed uh, they showed a video of him like 48 hours before this match, just like practicing that run up kick. As just like a, you know what? Let's let's bring this into play. But it's I crazy. Hope, it's I crazy. hope we have some fight fans on this podcast. Yeah, I really do because uh, I'm not sure where I'll start this conversation at. But all I'll say is that one, I will never be anywhere <laughs> in the UFC or anywhere in a fight. Really, I really would. I really would just kind of just walk away from a fight. I'm really not trying to get my face messed up like that. Second is we're cheering on some of the craziest things. <laughs> like yeah, we're right. seeing some brutal, brutal things go down. And it's crazy to just look and see that it's just like a room full of people, an arena full of people. And just like Spartan days, just like fight to the death, a kneecap uh. to the face. Yes, yes. That's um, what we want. Yeah, like like pure gladiator like yeah. moments. Just just like yeah, cool. Bring on all the violence. Like <laughs> we just want to see the most brutal things. And I'm like, how did we turn that? Like 
we like to think we're above like ancient you know gladiator times like oh that's so barbaric but it's like oh but i'm also gonna pay a lot of money for front row seats to get a watch two dudes just beat the crap out of each other like and i'm like oh it's a yeah, sport, we're not better though. than that it's a sport it's ultimate fighter you got you know your mix yeah so was fighting lions <laughs> back in the day so that was yeah. a sport yeah it was, it was just weird it was just like as soon as that knockout happened like i just stood up i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh is he alive is he alive because that is <laughs> that is a full speed 100 percent energy blow to the head like connected as perfect as anything could oh you want to you want to know one of my favorite like fight moments that i've ever seen it wasn't even in a fight like it wasn't about the fight it was because uh, you mentioned just streaming it off like facebook or something mm-hmm. um i know a lot of like the ufc fights and the boxing matches get taken down for like copyright stuff yeah my favorite thing that i've ever seen was a dude who like who was uh streaming the fight but he green screened himself in with an <laughs> xbox controller and acting like he was playing like fight night <laughs> so it wouldn't get taken down and i was like that's the that's the greatest thing i've ever seen you know, like that's that's some real ingenuity right not there. Not all heroes wear capes. And that's what heroes do though. <laughs> um well yeah. Speaking that's... of heroes, we've got uh we're gonna be talking about some heroes on this episode, fellas. Oh yeah. I don't know why I said fellas, because we probably have females that listen Ladies. to this. Ladies. But, mm, but you know, we we've got some superhero talk on uh on episode, episode 16, sixteen of the Hookadashisha podcast. Sixteen. Sixteen, man. It's our sweet sixteen. Yep. And our sweet sixteen, we're hitting you with our one star hookah lounge experiences. Oh boy. We have a I'm sure we have a lot of those between the two of us. Yeah, we've uh we've been to some places, we've smoked in some places, we've experienced great bulls, and we've also experienced terrible, terrible sessions. So we're gonna let you know about a couple of those sessions what things we kind of look for, you know, in a hookah lounge that might kind of turn us away, and some other things that involve one-star hookah reviews. And uh, we'll also be talking about heroes. One hero in particular who had a movie out this past week, and that person is Spider-Man. So if you have not seen that movie, we will try. I don't know. I don't I don't think we'll be holding back on this one just no nah, we're not gonna be holding back okay so we'll, we'll give you a heads up on the spoilers but we're not gonna be holding back yeah okay yeah. okay well yeah. it is decided and so we'll also decided. have uh the newsroom you know that that one that we always tell you what's happening at hukashisha and as the last part of our lovely lovely podcast today you will hear what we've been smoking on as a new flavor for the week and we'll let you know what that flavor tastes like What's it taste like? And the segment, the segment. we call, <laughs> yeah. What's it taste like? The segment. Uh, it's like, yeah, you're you're kind of dancing around that one. I was like, <laughs> okay, you're gonna get to it. Oh man! But I think uh, I think first things first, we should, uh, as usual, introduce ourselves. Oh wow! Well, the first person who sounded like the guy who really likes to watch people get knocked out is me, Smoker Pass, <laughs> and I pay for violence. <laughs> I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote you on that. Uh, yes, I am Swagger Pass. I work at Hukadashisha, and we have fun things like free shipping for a week. That that's already over, but I hope you all had fun. I did change up the coupon code from the last podcast, but you saw it on the site. I posted it everywhere. I even had an Instagram story. So so yeah yeah. And who who else is on this podcast with me? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's another Sean. God, it's me. The other Sean. 
<laughs> Some would say the white Sean. Uh, I am Sean, who also works at hookadashisha.com, uh, over there in customer service. Uh, you know, build some stuff out on the website as well. You know, just kind of just kind of helping out where I can. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, the white Sean, black Sean thing was a couple few episodes ago. It's totally PC. It's all good. Continue. Yeah, no, we agreed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's so fine. Like, it, oh it my just God, makes what sense. did he just say? It just makes sense. Like it, I'm never listening to these people again. How dare they? It's One 2019. <laughs> it's 2019. Um, uh, <laughs> well, on this 2019 date on a Sunday, which is when we kind of record things, we're unwinding for the evening. Have a fun week of, I don't know, festivities. You know, 4th of July was something that went down. Uh, did you do anything for 4th of July? Nope. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do anything. I stayed at home. Uh, yeah, stayed at home. Okay, yeah, so it's pretty good. Nice. It's exactly where I want to be on the Fourth of July. All right. Well, um, I uh, made French toast for like the twelfth time in the last I don't know six days, and uh, <laughs> I've just been trying. Heck out, yeah! <laughs> I've just been trying out different things with uh, different flavor extracts. So I used uh, banana flavor extract with uh, French bread. And made a very unique okay. French toast with bananas on top. And then later on that day, I went to a place that just opened up. It's a milkshake bar called The Yard. Okay. And, uh, it was a 30-minute wait <laughs> in the line. And then when we actually made it to the register, there is a sign on the register that says 25-minute wait. And I'm like, what? what's going on here? <laughs> like, it's a 25-minute wait to get your shake and then 30 in the line? Like... I already made it to the register, so now I need to, I guess, order since I already put in 30 minutes. But uh, the shake was all right. It was, uh, it's very over the top. They put a whole brownie on top, and Ugh. it's cookie butter with a <sighs> snickerdoodle and peanut Jesus. butter drizzle. I mean, like, the shakes are ridiculous. And Jesus. They come in a mason jar that you get to keep. And uh, after that, I came home to pretty much call my dogs down from our neighbors shooting off fireworks because dogs hate fireworks. I don't know of a dog. I have not come across a dog that is just like totally okay with fireworks going off. Dude, my cat doesn't give it. Just doesn't care. Just doesn't <laughs> care. He's like, oh, gunshots? No big deal. <laughs> Dude, my cat's hood, man. He doesn't I, care. I've seen worse. It's like my dad. My, my cat's from Vietnam. Like, yeah. he doesn't care, man. Like, uh, so yeah, we had to. <laughs> we had to definitely keep the hookah kind of guarded. In those situations, because when fireworks happen, our dogs will try and get close to us. And in those situations, they do not care what is in front of us or around us. They're not going to just going for it, huh? Yeah, they're knocking it over. It's uh, we're in your lap. We need to be on you. So, yeah, I definitely had the, uh, the hookah on guard. But speaking of hookah, we're smoking. Like always. What's in the bowl? What's in it? What Tell is in the in bowl? It. All right, I think you kicked it off last time, so I'm going to kick it off this time. Ooh. I've actually got some dark leaf in my bowl today. I've got some Bermuda mint from Azure, and I've sprinkled okay. alfalfa rose right on top, that flavor enhancer that I was talking about last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, and I've got my green KM, and I'm actually using the Vitria with Lotus 2, and I've got a green Dehose. Of course you do. Of course yep. you've got a green D hose. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> What's going down on your side of town? 
So I am actually changing it up entirely this podcast. Uh, I know the past few I've been keeping it pretty consistent of the setup and the flavor. But, uh, you know, just doing it all kind of new today. Uh, So I've got the Amira Midori hookah. uh, Just rocking. Just kind of a shorter uh, like wood stem. Uh, Using an Amira wand hose. Picked one of those up last week pretty happy with it so far not gonna lie all right it's a good hose um relatively cheap too so can't complain about that and uh in the bowl or the bowl that i'm using rather uh you know i've been doing the lotus 2 vitria 2 combo pretty much this entire podcast for the most part but uh changing it up for you guys uh i am smoking an 80 feet 80 bowl with foil for the first time in a while uh yeah just uh and and the reason i switched up the bowl this time around was because i switched up the flavor this time around i am also smoking dark leaf hey hey dark leaf boys um in the bowl i've got tangiers good old nor tangiers the original line Uh, i've got maraschino cherry new lime and a healthy amount of cane mint Ooh. When I say healthy amount, I mean like 50% of the bowl. <laughs> uh, I always overload my bowl with cane mint, man. Um, only way I can smoke tangiers. Let's be real. Uh, nowadays, Does it have cane in it? Does it have <laughs> cane in it? Yeah. Oh, what you, what you got smoking? Oh, tangiers. Is there cane mint? No. <laughs> Pass. Uh, but yeah, you know, nothing too crazy. Just, uh, you know, kind of changing it up a little bit. I'll tell you what, though, man. I took a long, hard break from Tangiers for a while, and uh, this past week I've been smoking it. It's it's been a lot. Yeah, I, it's oof. The it's, the room has smelled a little different. You've, yeah, you've been a little lethargic. Uh, I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh man, it's been putting me out, man. It it makes everything difficult. Like <laughs> it was like, oh, you got to get up and go to the warehouse. Oh, that's gonna be an extra ten minutes. <laughs> Just so I can get up, like get the get the motivation to stand up and walk. Oh, it's been a lot. I've enjoyed it, but man, I, I made a mistake smoking it at work. Yeah. Also yeah. with it being just a little warm, you know. A little warm? Yeah. Get out of here. A tangier's yeah. buzz with the nice warm surrounding. Yeah, that's uh mm-hmm. that's nice. It would be nice if I was home and I could sleep. <laughs> but when I've got an eight hour shift not so nice no, no not so nice it's pretty awful actually but yeah that's uh that's what i've been doing this week and uh i'm gonna you know go ahead and give a little bit of a spoiler here the uh one of these flavors that i uh, i am smoking today was my or is my what's it taste like flavor oh my oh my so uh you know we'll we'll get to that in a little bit but uh i think we should uh we should talk about those lounge experiences lounge experiences yeah i've oh. got some things to say Oh, okay. Well, let's take everyone on a ride to our next segment, and that is called a case of the lounges. It's kind of Get a it, kind it's of a, a little case. Yeah, there you go. Little play on we play on that. You know, we sell those, and people buy those. They're lounge cases. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> puns, everybody. God, I hate puns. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about our uh, lounge experiences over our, our hookah careers. And, uh, you know, as the, the title of this episode uh, kind of implies, some of our worst lounge experiences. 
And uh, boy, oh boy, is there a lot of them. <laughs> I have a lot of bad experiences in lounges. Very, like, like a lot. Wow. I, I worked in one of the worst lounges I've ever been to. It was it You was worked great. in the lounge that was, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit that. <laughs> I'll admit that. I, I like to think I tried to make it better, but it was still pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What would, uh, what would you say uh, your worst lounge experience was? Uh, worst lounge experience? Um, I was in Germany, and... I was in Witten. I was in Witten, Germany, and I we were basically just kind of ending the night after going to an expo. Um, we hung out. We went to our hotel, uh, or actually, kind of like our Airbnb. And then after that, we kind of just started walking around, and we were just trying to figure out where everyone was going to for the night. And they all went to a lounge that was pretty pretty far away. So we decided to just kind of just go to the city city circle and just kind of just walk around and see if we could find a lounge possibly and (laughs) we found something on the map that said that there was a hookah lounge somewhat into this neighborhood we walked over there and it was pretty dark we went in there there was no one smoking it was just kind of there was music playing we didn't really see anyone there we were able to kind of just walk all the way into the back like where the hookahs were supposed to be made and it was just kind of like what's going on here hello hello and uh, this lady came out of nowhere, and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, just, and she. this is through translation, but she was just basically saying for us to just pick out a flavor, and she'll put it in a bowl for us, and I just had so many doubts. Just looking at the hookahs, just looking at the flavor options, it was it was very, very weird. The alfaca looked like it had just been sitting out with the lid off for I don't know how long. Everything <sighs> just looked super dry, and it was just like we had walked, we had taken a taxi, we had come this far, so my buddy. So you that gotta was, stick with yeah, it. Yeah, right? my buddy that like, was going with, he was like, "I'm smoking regardless. I don't care what this stuff looks like." Um, they were like some knockoff. Uh, is a German hookah brand at the time, Dashini. Uh, they're still around, uh, but they had kind of knockoffs of their hookahs. They were all this paint was peeling off. Everything oof. just looked bad. It was like just go home, just go home. But sure enough, we we paid, and it was. It was awful. It was it was awful. The charcoal itself, the natural charcoals, they smelled terrible. And it was it was I've I've had stinky natural charcoals just with trying out different charcoals, but having that smell affect the taste of the shisha is something completely different and it's disgusting. And there was nothing we could do. We tried asking for a different mix. She came out with a different hookah. It was still bad. We asked if they had any other different charcoals. It was just we had done so much for this experience just to get out there, and uh, yeah, it was it was awful. And on top of that, it was pretty pricey. It was pretty pricey. I believe we were paying uh, around forty dollars for the head, and uh, yeah, wow, yeah, oof, yeah, for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have just. I would have taken that Uber back home. Like, <laughs> I was just taking that taxi back home, man. That sounds. Yeah. Uh, the moment that you notice like peeling like hookahs, that's yeah. when you just got to get out. And, you know, a dim lit bar, nothing really happening. When you have to go and try and find the people that work there, like, <laughs> that's. Yeah. The, like, if you walk in and there's no one, you should probably just yeah. go home. I remember like, some, yeah, and there was some German guy came in with this 
stinky, stinky, weird tobacco he was smoking, but he just came down to come sit with us and just started trying to like chat us up. And his buddy came in super drunk. It was, it turned into a really terrible, terrible night. And it was just one of those things where I'm like, I am so far from home right now. And I am just sitting in this lounge. I have no idea what's going on. Everything you don't is speak disgusting. the language. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah, There's my surroundings are weird. It's dark. I'm in some neighborhood. It was wild. I, I That was, sounds like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. No, I'm all right. I, I don't know if mine is... I feel like mine might be equally bad, but just in different ways. Okay. Um, so... I'm not going to name names, but uh, I used to work at this lounge. I was the first hookah bar I ever worked at. Uh, that lounge was my worst lounge experience. So uh, listeners, was... just go back to when he was talking about his lounge work, and he will he pretty much says this in one of his episodes. I so do. It's wanna, not, it's not the old hookah and beyond lounge. It's not that lounge. It's the one before that one. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it was... The, the worst experience I've ever had in a hookah bar was literally one of my first days at like working at that hookah bar. I, uh, so I was, I showed up for training and I had been smoking hookah already for a while. So I kind of knew the, the, the gist of it. And, uh, I was, I was training with the owner and who, who was there working during the day is a relatively small shop. And, uh, you know, he was kind of showing me the way, uh, he wants us to pack bowls and they were we were using old Mia acrylic hookahs that had been there for at least two years, possibly a, most likely a lot longer, judging by the amount of rust and corrosion on them. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so you know, with the with the kind of standard Mia ceramic bowls, uh, and he loaded a hookah and used about twenty five percent of the shisha that you actually should. So it was like, I swear to God, it was like an inch and a half underpacked. It was wild. And like, <laughs> so, and he put foil on it and he put, uh, he put one big quick light in the center and started smoking it. And it was just, and he was like, yeah, this, yeah, see, it's going like, here, take it. And I was like, okay. And I smoked it. And the, the hoses that were on these things were just the standard non-washable Mia hoses. I don't think they had ever been changed. <laughs> like, ever. Because the first hit was just a bunch of black crap. Uh. Was the, the powders <laughs> right near mouth. And I was like, oh. And so I, I would like, I spit it, you know, like rinse my mouth out and like spit it in the trash can or whatever. And uh, and he was like, oh yeah, that happens sometimes. But here, let me, let me show you what you do when that happens. And he proceeded to take the hose out of the hookah, beat it against the ground a couple of times, and then blow through it against a bench and was like, yeah, see, you could just blow that stuff out of there. Plugged it back into the hookah and smoked it again. No, no. And I was like, no. I was like, hard pass. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, this needs to be changed. And, like, I was like, so I, I, I very quickly you tried to change a lot of things in that lounge you know ditch the quick lights get you know at least replace the hoses start actually cleaning the stems and replacing the ones that are corroded uh the only cleaning that was uh was recommended was just water no brush <laughs> no soap just water just, just water 
Just rinse it out with some water and you'll be good to go. You know, water's pretty abrasive. Yeah, water's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> water's the most abrasive thing you can do. Yeah, man, that was like, and I was blown away at what was considered passable at this place. And I was like, nah, we're, we're making some changes. Like, I don't care if they're not approved by management. Like, this, we're, we're making some things happen here. And uh, yeah, it never got great, but it was pretty much the only other lounge at the time in that city. So people showed up and spent money on that. And I felt so bad having to serve that. It was just, I was, I'm still to this day, I was like, how did I like stick with that job for so long? Like, (laughs) so bad. Oh, God. So now that you've, you know, you've got a different perspective as far as working a lounge i have a perspective just as far as designing lounges um but what is you know one thing that can kind of ruin a lounge for you whether it be the session or just like nope like this can't happen um i would say the the what can outright ruin it for me because i can realistically deal with a lot of like stuff with hookah like i can if it's a if you use click lights sure i could deal with that you know, if the ball's not packed that well, I can deal with that to an extent, like depending on my on the environment. But it's like too loud of music. Yeah, too loud of music kills me. I if I walk in and it's just like hard club music that's turned all the way up, and I can't like give an order to a waiter without shouting, I'm leaving. I can't deal with that. Like it it. If I'm just like I, if I can't sit comfortably somewhere and just enjoy, like not have to deal with pulsing music in my brain the entire time, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go. Yeah, home. it's like there's no point. What am I doing here? Can I have my hookah yeah. outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's either you know smoke outside with like a folding chair or like be inside. I'm just like, nah, that's a hard pass for me. The, yeah, for me, it's just you know if I can see like filth. You know, that's just pretty much like the first thing. I can deal with music, I, you know, just by being at a lot of different concerts and just being in loud situations. Uh, yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know, sometimes it's just one of those things where I just don't talk because I feel like it's a waste. Like, even in the group setting, if the music's loud where we're at, I'm just like, guys, this is, this is just going to make my throat very, very sore if I'm smoking and screaming at the same time. Like... That's the worst combination. That usually happens after expos. Like whenever we go on a Vegas trip, the following like four days when I get back is just like brutal because oh, I've yeah. just been talking, smoking, yelling, smoking, you know, back and forth. But, you know, I can kind of deal with that. But if I can walk in and just kind of just look around, I'm just like, are you guys cleaning like anything? Like, hey, man, <laughs> Have you just go sit anything? over there. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm a stand. Yeah, I'm good. I was actually just kind of just checking to see what flavors you have. Uh, hold on, I'm going to go check in with my friend in the car. <laughs> just- Dude, I've been to a lounge. Speaking of that, like, I agree with you on that. Like, if I can visibly see the filth without, like, having to look that hard, yeah. I'm I'm going to walk out. Yeah. But, like, I, I went to a lounge where, like, I sat down at a... It was pretty busy, so, like, I waited a little bit and, you know, a table opened up, so I snagged it and the people that had... We're sitting there prior, like they hadn't come and grabbed the hookah yet, and uh, so the so I sat down. The waiter came by, like took my order and everything, and I expected them to grab the hookah, like and take it back and bring me a new one. Yeah, 
yeah, they just brought the ball out and put it on somebody else's hookah and just like was like, all right, here you go. Oh, and I'm like, wait, you know this isn't my hookah, right? Like, yeah, but it's like still good. And I was like, no, I was like, no, it's not. You're gonna take this hookah back there. I'm gonna watch your. I'm gonna watch you clean it. And uh, yeah, then then I'll smoke. Like it's fine. I was like, no, what are you? It's fine. What? Like what? I was like, I watched those people like like raw whip that hose, man. I'm not. What are you? Oh my god! I was like, and I like I had already ordered everything, and that was kind of my plans for the night. So I was like, whatever. Like, but you're gonna clean it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna get a new hose. Like, there's. I'm not. I'm not messing with this right yeah. now. Like, yeah, that ooh. is. Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, that kind of goes with you know s- some of the things I would say as far as like my lounge rules, and in most cases. If I am traveling somewhere, then I know that I'll probably be trying to see what the hookah lounge is like. I'll have a hose with me. I'll bring a hose with me. Um, I'm not going to bring a whole hookah with me if I'm traveling somewhere. I think that's kind of over the top. But if I'm Mm. somewhere local, like if I can just, you know, go to like downtown Austin, go to a hookah lounge, I'll still bring my hookah with me. That's I know it's it's pretty easy to just toss that in the car. In most cases, the lounges that we go to, they're totally fine with that. And it just, I still have a lounge experience to a degree, but I still have what is my hookah that only I've smoked out of. And yeah, you know, if anything is wrong, it's it's my fault. But um, I'll definitely try and always have a hose with me when I when I go travel. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, there's only, there's a couple lounges that I like trust to give me a good hose, but like most of the time, if I'm just going to like a, like a generic lounge, yeah, I'll have a hose with me for sure. Yeah. And I, and I will say like, like you mentioned bringing your own kind of setup to like a local place where you can just like toss it in your car. Yeah. Um, that is the, I feel like the only reason we're able to do that is because like, at least here in Austin, like we're the hookah dash shisha guys. So you know, we go to a lounge, they're like, oh, yeah, you could just do whatever type of thing. Yeah. Like, I was like, I mean, pretty much any, like, most lounges here in Austin, I can just kind of walk in and pack my own bowl type of thing, like, do my own stuff. Um, but on the flip side of that, working in a lounge, like, if you, if the people don't know you, and, like, it's the first time they've ever seen you, and mm-hmm. you just stroll in, and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to use my own setup. <laughs> no, you ain't. Like... No, you are not. Like, you cannot do that because, and like, you'll, you know, people try to bring their own flavors and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, it's so tricky with that because, like, when I worked in a lounge or when I worked at the Who Can Be On Lounge, we'd have people do that. And it's like, or you try to do that. And it's like, you don't know what's been smoked out of that hookah. You don't know what's in that flavor that they're bringing. Right. Because a lot of people do think that they can use a hookah for you know not tobacco uh you can say it (laughs) marijuana oh my god for weed the devil's Uh, lettuce yeah the devil's lettuce yeah a lot of people think they're like oh yeah i'm just gonna smoke a bowl you know smoke some weed out of my hookah and then you know just use it as my normal hookah still and they'll bring that to a lounge or they'll mix in weed with their flavor or whatever and it's like you can't like let a somebody come into your business and do that because like you're right. still liable for that. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of lounges, if they don't know you and they don't you know trust you, they're gonna <clears> say no. Yeah, I mean like, like I brought just a, beware of that, listeners. Like yeah, definitely beware of that. You know you have to respect you know the the lounge, and that's always something yeah. that I kind of 
walk into the lounge and try to kind of get across is that number one, there is respect of your establishment. And, you know, when I was in Colorado, I brought a hookah with me. I smoked it at my Airbnb, but I definitely didn't want to take it on the airport or take it to the airplane with me because I actually shipped it to the Airbnb. I didn't actually travel out with it. So coming back, I was like, I don't even want to bring this thing. So I swung by a lounge. I was like, hey, I've got some stuff with me. I'm not going to bring this stuff back. I had some shisha. I had the hookah, of course, and I had my bowl and whatnot. I was like, hey, I'm just going to smoke here and kind of just leave this hookah with you guys. If That's totally cool. I can just, if you want, I can talk to your manager or anything like that and kind of explain, you know, I, I work for this website. This is this. I kind of just travel around. And once I kind of get that spiel out, they're kind of just still like, okay, this guy is bringing in a new hookah. And he's going to leave it here with the shisha? I mean, sure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, do your thing, man. <laughs> do we need You're this? just giving it to us, I guess. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, I got some coals here with me as well. Like, I can just toss these on in the back and I'll make my bowl out here. And they're like, uh, yeah, that, um, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. And a then, lot of, a lot of lounge workers are not prepared for you to do that. <laughs> they just don't know what to do in that situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then once uh, I leave, I'm no? like, all right, you guys enjoy. Um, there's that, and actually, that, that <laughs> this guy, bowl's still rocking. So if you want to smoke <laughs> it, like feel free. Like, yeah, I actually left them a natural order. Um, nice. It's kind of like one of those things, and uh, that guy actually reached out. The owner of that lounge was just like, "Yeah, your employee like swung by. I didn't get a chance to uh, to talk to him or whatnot, but thanks for swinging by and thanks for the hookah. <laughs> cool, cool. <There's> that <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, and and like, to to our listeners though, like you know, chances are you probably know more about hookah than the average lounge and can pack a better bowl than the average lounge and you know some things that i I see a lot of people like a lot of you know enthusiasts of hookah do and kind of expect is to be able to be like i know more than you i'm gonna walk into this lounge and just like lay it on the table and do whatever i want it's like you can't do that like (laughs) you can't do that if you want if you want to bring a setup just in case to a lounge or like bring a flavor to a lounge just to see sure but, you know, I would just expect a no. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you know, if they let you, cool, be respectful. But, yeah. like, I would just expect a no. But, yeah, but always, always just kind of just throw it out there just, you know, with respect, you know, being out there. I would say kind of like a bad lounge trip that I had was at a Vegas lounge called Azusa. Um, and it's very popular, but I just could not understand why. And, like, the celebrities have been there and... I went there and I was like, what's what's the big deal about this place? Like my bowl was a single flavor. It did not taste great. I asked for a refill. That one wasn't good at at all. And I was like, what's what's going on here? What is I'm, happening? I'm just going to bounce. I'm just going to leave. You know, I could try and go back there and pack it myself or ask to go do it myself. But, you know, at that point, it's just one of those things where like, they're probably in the kind of it's not broke so don't fix it like it's working for them whatever they're doing it just wasn't working for me and i could kind of pout and storm and you know try and throw some things out there but the the guys that i was speaking with that were at the lounge that worked there just they didn't seem like they wanted to retain new information at the time so i was like you know what that's cool i'm out like you know, that, yeah. that's that's that. I just sometimes won't. that's what you got to do. You <laughs> I just got to go, go back. Walk out. You know, I I won't. I know what my experience will be like, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that. So so it, so final question mm-hmm. of the this this you know a case of the lounges segment. Mm-hmm. What is the most expensive session you've ever like personally seen? 
and like or them try to charge and mm-hmm. what was it mm-hmm. cuz you know a lot of these lounges have like specialty hookahs and upgrades and all this stuff like they'll charge an extra $20 for like an orange head oh like, yeah yeah all this stuff. i mean like, like what florida, was the most expensive florida's notorious i've not been to florida for this but i know that florida is definitely one of those spots for that but i would say very early on i got kind of duped uh in uh a lounge that i went to there was like a 60 dollar like unlimited smoke bowl whatnot it was just a goliath bowl but this was me in my first year of visiting lounges um <clears throat> and it was just a massive vortex bowl or massive egyptian bowl that was just pre-packed it was just sitting on the counter waiting for someone to just purchase it and it was just one of those things that i had been to the lounge so many times i was like one of these days i'm gonna get one of those bowls and i honestly believe that that bowl was just sitting up there with the same shisha and it just kind of just waiting for someone to drop the 70 or 80 bucks however much it was i mean it was it was it was up there it was i know it was more than 60 bucks and definitely after you added the ice tip the skittles in the base and <laughs> yeah all, all that i had about a about a ninety dollar tab for this bowl, but the thing was is that this bowl was supposed to be like the six hour smoke session, whatnot. This is with quick lights on a massive, massive bowl. And so they bring out probably four quick lights on the bowl and it was it was awful. It was Ugh. very, very, very bad and I didn't get my money back from that one. Um but also in, in Paris I got to use a, a Meduse hookah, which is a very, very expensive uh, brand of hookahs they have two thousand dollar hookahs four thousand dollar just glass hookahs they're they're very pricey but they're just really thick pieces of glass and i got to use one of those um and some other hookahs but i did not get charged full disclosure i did not get charged for that session but i know that it was one of their pricier sessions so at least you didn't get charged for it. Yes, I did not get charged for it. That was a uh, a friendly uh, a friendly session that was given to me at Peace and LOL in Paris. Okay, okay. Shout out to Peace and LOL. Yep, yep. Never heard of it, but <laughs> hopefully they're still around. Oh yeah, they've got two lounges now. Nice. So mm-hmm. glad they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so uh, back when I lived in Tennessee, I went to a lounge in Nashville, just outside of Nashville, and. Uh, I was meeting up with a couple friends. Just I, I, you know, was in Nashville for a brief amount of time and uh, meeting up with some friends. It was Valentine's Day, uh, and so I, I showed up to the lounge a little bit early just to get my bowl rocking and and kind of get everything squared away. And I will say this lounge is or was a pretty good lounge. I mean, it wasn't like bad. They used you know, uh, I think they just used KMs, um, but they had uh, they had Harmony bowls with lotuses on them pretty decent you know setups uh washable hoses pretty great <clears throat> and then you know good flavor selection so i just got kind of a standard uh standard hookah uh but on their counter they had a massive massive bottle of gray goose vodka uh, with a stem in it just with a hookah stem <laughs> in it and they they had it it was their vip hookah I was like, that's a sign of uh, sign of success right there. Oh boy, yeah, giant gray goose bottle. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I was curious about it. I was like, so I, I got the got the waiter, and I was like, yo, what's up with that? Uh, what's up with that hookah over there? The VIP hookah. And he started explaining it to me, and uh, it was a hundred and fifty dollars to get that hookah. 
and they only let you have two people on it initially. And for every extra person that was smoking off this VIP hookah, it was an extra twenty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was, and so so I went up and looked at it, and you know you know what the 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 stem was? Hmm. It's just a hobo hookah. <laughs> it was like if if for those uh, listeners that don't know what a hobo hookah is, it is basically a stem that is designed to just plug into liquor bottles uh, and use those bottles as bases. So it and it is. Ah, it is not a great stem. It's it's you know it's exactly what you would think uh, a stem would be like that just plugs into a, a liquor bottle. Not a good stem. Not not good at all. <laughs> and they had this thing. It was like this not very big stem on a massive bottle of Grey Goose. And I was like, y'all are charging a hundred and fifty dollars for that. It's like how many how many people get that? Like about three or four a week. I was like, I don't. I'm gonna cry. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, and I, I feel like this is like more on the American side. It might just be a pop culture or just club kind of thing. But even in Vegas, um, New York, that that kind of nightlife stuff, those hookahs, quick lights, small Mia hookahs, sixty dollars, seventy dollars. Oh, you know, it's God. just so you can snap your photos in the club with you for the gram. Some, you know. For the gram, you're smoking hookah in the club. Who else is doing this? VIP section. like, And for them, they sprinkled a little bit of shisha in the bowl, tossed some quick lights on, boom, 70 bucks out the door. Like that's, I was like, that's like a dollar's worth of like <laughs> ingredients. And they're like, yep, $70, please. Yeah, I, oh, I definitely God. remember walking through a Vegas club and someone blowing hookah smoke, and I could just smell it. I was like, what is that? And I turned around, and I was like, oh, it's someone's got a hookah. And I was like, so how much is... The hookahs that y'all are selling they're like uh 80 for a single flavor and then 90 for two flavors and i was like wow dude wow. do you ever get the, you, you know those places you ever been to one of those places that charge you for coals oh yeah that like they'll bring out the bowl with like a single coal on it and i'm like yo can i can i can i get like that's extra two or three <laughs> like more and they're like they're, yeah it's gonna be two dollars per coal <laughs> yo what like i'm paying 35 dollars for this bowl and you're gonna just give me one coal and charge like, get out of here i was like i'm walking out like oh god those are those are wild man yeah. but yeah it was it 150 dollars it blew my mind i was like Ugh. oh god and I was like and I even I even asked the dude. I was like, you know, that's like a bad hookah, right? And he was like, oh yeah, no, it's awful. <laughs> I was like, okay, at least you know. Like, see, see, I like the lounges that aren't quite sure the rankings of you know the brands. Like, uh, there's a place in on Canal Street in New Orleans that I went to, and Fantasia was their premium flavor. That's the that's it's a, Fantasia is a premium brand for a lot of lounges. Yes, yeah, but it went Starbuzz and then Alfaker. Yeah, and like it's it's. I got kind of confused. I, oh, dude, it's wild. Like I, lounges are a crazy place, man. <laughs> They're just crazy. Like you, you walk into a random lounge, you don't know what you're gonna get. Like it's gonna be a whole new experience. Yeah, you're kind of like if you're traveling and you're going to a new lounge, you're basically just kind of assessing the the area around there. You know, you're kind of just thinking like this is what is acceptable for this demographic or this region uh of people you know you go into you can California, tell a lot about a region <laughs> based the on their bars. hookah lounge yeah. yeah based on their best hookah lounge you can go with that one like you know you go to this and you're like wait hold on you guys are five stars like five star rating yeah but what who what who who's doing this 
who, who's doing this? Who yeah. rated this? <laughs> but And then you look at it, and it's like 400 reviews, and you're like, oh, a lot of people. Got it. All right. Well, I'm just going to get out of this town. <laughs> oh, my buddy's calling me. Let me go uh, Let me go answer this outside. Oh, oh man. My, uh, my phone's ringing. I, I got to get this. I'll, I'll catch you all later. Like, yeah. Oof, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. Lounges, I it's hard for me sometimes. I'll still go occasionally, you know, special occasions, but like I can't I can't do them anymore, not on the regular. Yeah. But if you've got a favorite lounge that you want us to hear about or visit, just post it on our Facebook page. Or or if you just want to like tell us about your worst hookah lounge experience, we want to hear about that too. Put it on our Facebook page. Put it on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash hookah podcast. Hookah podcast. There we go. So uh, let's take things off of uh, our our case of the lounges and move on over to the the newsroom. Yeah. We're talking about stuff at hookah Dashisha. This one's going to be pretty pretty brief because we've only got really two things on here and they're kind of important. And this is crazy that we've actually brought this up once before in the newsroom and it just shows you the kind of popularity that this brand still has um on the market because we went out of stock on a couple of items and you all have told us that we were out of stock you have asked us when are you getting more repeatedly and and we're and it's happening again it's happening again here we are so once again the cloud restock is happening. It should have already happened by the time that this podcast has been released. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I hear about it daily. <laughs> wow. When is cloud going to be back? When are you getting the lotuses? Hopefully early this week. Like you said, hopefully it should have happened by now. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. We're crossing our fingers. Yeah. You know, we get it in. It sells that we get it in. It sells that we get it in. It sells out. It's still selling people. It is, uh, it's but we're still trying. selling exceptionally well. We would never withhold this product from you. <laughs> we try to have these things on our shelves. We, we try. I promise you, we try. Yeah, but sometimes you know that's out of that's <laughs> out of our control. And then uh, for the other side that you guys have also we've received Facebook messages, Instagram messages, order comments, live chat, emails, phone calls. Where is Coco Earth? <laughs> Where is and it? it's on the way. It's gonna be a little it's be bit. A while though. It's gonna be a little bit, but yeah. it's 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 on the way. And I mean, some of the questions were like, "Are you guys just never gonna carry this brand again?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Well, why you gotta jump to that? Don't <laughs> jump to it that. It hasn't been that long. Like, hold on. But uh, yeah, Coco Earth, it's coming back. We're sorry. Coco Earth is sorry. He's he's dealing with uh, a rise in popularity. Um, but one thing that I will say from Coco Earth that we will receive is the Earth Tree uh, Shisha, which is a tobacco alternative made by Coco Earth, and it is made with apples. And uh, okay. it is it has an interesting texture. It still has full flavor, and it has huge clouds, but it is without tobacco. So that is uh, going to be something that we'll be talking about probably a couple podcasts from now but uh you might see it pop on the site and there you go the people that were making popular hot charcoal is also now making shisha free shisha yeah yeah so um yeah we took a lot of time talking about our lounges so we're gonna end things 
quickly with a brief discussion about a web-slinging, crime-fighting, friendly neighborhood, friendly neighborhood spider, and that is Man. Spider-Man, and the movie is Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. All right. I want to hear your initial thoughts on it. I thought it was pretty awesome. I thought it was really, really good. I saw it on Tuesday. I made it into there without seeing any previews. Um, All I knew is that Mysterio was in it. Mysterio is one of uh, my favorite villains. Um, Uh, Okay. So for we'll just go ahead and say this now. Spoil alert for anybody who's not seen this movie. Uh, Yeah. Mysterio is a villain. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to say. <laughs> you have to expect that Mysterio is the villain. Like, I know that that's a twist in the movie, but come on. Yeah, no. Come I, on. Like, I was kind of the same way as you. I went in with no trailers. Like, so I, I was honestly caught off guard that Mysterio was the villain. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Yes, I was caught off guard. At one point, I was like, wait, how much time has passed? Because I feel like they've been showing this good side of him for too long, and I'm waiting for the big, just like, twist. Because that, the, yeah. The illusion, I'm waiting for, like, the smoke and mirrors to kind of pop up, and this thing just kind of just blow up. And sure enough, we got an incredible, incredible Mysterio scene. I, I thought that was awesome which one uh his his first kind of fall into the uh the mysterio like his fight that he was going through sorry i'm trying to just put this together with all the multiple spider-men and um the mirrors and you know what i'm talking about mm, yes okay yes i do <laughs> yes i was like trying to go through the movie i was like yeah I was like, I, like, yeah like the, a crazy cinematic i'm gonna go ahead and say i enjoyed the movie mm-hmm. i think it has problems though Okay. So I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. I thought it problems. was a fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot. The uh, the the Mysterio scenes where he's like doing the simulations and mm-hmm. stuff, like when he, that first kind of Spider-Man fight where Spider-Man gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Um so that whole like the cinematography, like the the uh, the, the everything with that was just phenomenal. Yeah. It was very good. It it, it kind of reminded me of like it was creepy. It was it was actually kind of scary. Like just all the stuff that was happening. I was like, wow, this is an awesome fight scene. Movie had problems though. Okay. And and I don't fault the movie itself for this uh, to some extent because I think any you know no matter what superhero you pick to be the movie that follows Endgame that has to deal with the events of Endgame like the post you know, effects of Endgame. Yeah. I think that's, you're going to have a difficult time regardless of what superhero it is, what plot line it is. You're going to have issues because there's a lot of stuff you kind of got to unpack there that you're just not going to have time for. Right. But I thought they don't, I don't think they properly address the gravity of the events of Endgame. Like they don't at all. I think there's two legitimate scenes where you're like, oh, this is like a this like was a big effect on people. Like this had this this was a big thing. Yeah, it was the the scene charity dinner that Aunt May and, mm-hmm. and Peter went to, where it was like, oh, they have like a whole like foundation set up for people affected by this. And okay, cool. Like that's that's cool that they did that. But that whole charity dinner was like a big. It almost just they kind of turned into a big joke. It wasn't, like, that important. It was just kind of like, yeah, Spider-Man's here. We're gonna, you know, ha-ha, jokes. 
and like and it was just like all media and i was like oh okay this is a little weird but well yeah i mean it it was kind of put on by aunt may as well so it wasn't like a huge huge thing um but i i I kind of i knew that was going to be a thing where they didn't focus too much on in game but i kind of took it as look at spider-man the the first one homecoming where they put so much Tony Stark in that movie to where it was almost a Tony Stark Spider-Man movie like that mm-hmm. were, there was so much in there so instead of him falling into that same thing with them trying to explain more and more about what Endgame and this and this let's just get him out of the country and just take all kind of focus off of that for a bit we'll give you a little bit of information we'll give you some scenes like that but after that we're moving on with the story. Like we can't spend too much time on that because we can't have a three hour movie. Right. But like, and and I agree with that to some extent, but it's like, I would have liked to see more. Like, I don't care about the, I guess the necessarily the, you know, going into it, like in the whole world as a whole, but like with just Spider-Man specifically, they don't address that. Mm. They don't. Cause I mean, like there's one scene where like they really get into how how Endgame and then the blip and everything like messed up Peter Parker, mm-hmm. like like I mean they they you know they kind of hint that he has some like major PTSD mm-hmm. and like you know at the kind of near the end you know he's on the on the plane with Happy and that's when it all kind of comes out and you're like oh oh shit yeah okay yeah. <laughs> here it is but like. They don't, you know, the the whole thing with, like, his spidey sense, like, the Peter tingle and everything. Yeah. They don't, I don't think they properly set that up through the movie to be as big of a moment as it was. Right. They didn't really talk about it, but then, like, all of a sudden it's this big, like, arc that he has to overcome. But you're like, wait, when did they, were they is that... <laughs> They mentioned it like twice, <laughs> and then like the but the first time they just made it a big joke about how we're gonna call it Peter Tingle, <laughs> and I was like, it's weird, man. They yeah. like, I was like, and they they turn the whole blip thing like you know that five years they turn the blip into just a like a comedic plot device, and that's it. Literally, like half of the world died. Yeah, but I feel like died. you're gonna get that out of a. I feel like there's going to be so many movies that happen after this. So you're going to have your Ant-Man, you're going to have your Doctor Strange, you're going to have um, Guardians. All of these other movies are also going to kind of show the effects of Endgame as well. So you're going to get all these little different pieces, which will eventually just lead to something. Totally. I don't and, know and, what, but I feel like just these little, here's kind of how we're affected, here's how they're affected, here's how they're affected... Will all start to kind of, kind of like come together. Come together, and you'll be like, "Oh, oh, wait a minute!" Totally, totally, and 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 that's what I'm kind of saying is like it's the first movie after Endgame, so it's gonna have some issues dealing with that. Yeah, you know, it'll it'll be a few movies until we fully get like the scope of it. Mm-hmm. But even just like the you know the extras and like the side characters, like the normal people in that movie, like you would think that that's a like the blip is a big deal like mm-hmm. you would think that you know well, never, that whole situation would be like an act like affecting people but they end up just like using it as like a joke like plot device mm-hmm. and like they're like haha he's not 21 because he got blipped we're gonna make a joke about it and it's like yo like is everybody just fine with this like it was kind of unsettling i'm not like it was it was kind of unsettling just the sheer amount of like 
I, I guess it was just everybody was so nonchalant about it. But you know, the just thing is, having is that, like they survived though. Right, but I mean, but still, like <laughs> it's like they did. Like if they if people died, I could see it being like a huge, like a heavier kind of sappier moment. But with the fact is that everyone's alive, they're still kind of with each other. There was just like this weird dark period for a while. Um, like, like I get that, and like I guess it makes a little more sense for the people who got blipped mm-hmm. to not have a lot of that stuff. But there's a lot of people that didn't get blipped that saw, like, their kids die and, like, their loved ones die. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's a big deal. Imagine if, like, you know, your wife dies and gets snapped and turned into dust. And for five years, you're like, she's dead. Uh-oh. Like, type of thing. And mm-hmm. then she magically comes back and you're like, eh, it's all good now. <laughs> like, that didn't affect me at all. And you're just like, that's creepy, man. It was it was a little creepy how like people just didn't acknowledge it and like it didn't seem to like actually affect people. It's kind of weird. Yeah, okay. We're just gonna we're all just gonna be happy go lucky about this whole major event that happened. All right. Well, that's kind of weird. Y'all are a <laughs> bunch of psychopaths. I did enjoy it though. I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good movie. The I guess the things like, the interesting thing about it is that you know like that was the one thing that we got to see which was the end of Endgame you know the effects at the end of Endgame but this is also the end of the the this phase of Marvel movies so it was kind of like a interesting way to kind of send it off like mm. just to give you a little taste of what it's like after Endgame and then also to show you what the future is and they kind of threw in a lot at the end with kind of the reveal. I mean, there are so many different Spider-Man arcs that they kind of like put into one movie. And I'm not sure which part of this I'll actually keep in the podcast because we've been talking for a bit. But uh, one thing I will say was uh, when the movie first started off, the um, when they're in Mexico and you start to see the sand element kick up, I was like, whoa, wait, Sandman mm-hmm. is in this movie? That's wait, I immediately why is same he in thought. Mexico? Like, why is he tearing stuff up? He's got a kid. Like, yeah. he needs to be in New York. What do you? What is happening? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I had so... that same one. I was like, wow, they're really going to bring Sandman back for this, huh? And then Mysterio just pops in. I'm like, okay, wait. Now I am I am so backwards <laughs> just on this. extra confused. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I thought it was very, very interesting that they decided to uh, assign a, um, a number to Earth for uh, this movie. And the fact that they gave it Earth 616... Um, because that's pretty much the realm that all of the kind of Marvel comics kind of stay in. That's like the main hub for them is Earth 616. So that would be your Avengers, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, all that. Mysterio saying he's from Earth 83, um, which is weird because the if you, if you don't know for the Marvel uh, comic books, whenever they start um, a new segment or a new series... Um, where you have like the alternate characters like if you have a female Thor if you have a different Iron Man or whatnot those Earths are basically created Marvel has an infinite set of Earths DC is a little bit different they only have like five or six but Marvel has infinite and it's basically created by the writer it can either be assigned by the number of the issue it could be earth 17 or whatnot and that whole Mm -hmm. world is just contained on that so for the marvel cinematic universe it's actually earth 1999 it's like five nines um for that and that's actually what the cinematic universe is in so when he says 616 it was like cool that's i guess cool like fan service i guess to say like 616 as like the main comic book universe but that's not the correct 
the that's, universe that ain't for, right for the thing so it was like oh yeah mm, uh, I, I guess that what, that's what happens when you get sony involved to like basically make a fan <laughs> um but yeah i mean like it was it's still like it was it was a fun movie um a lot of twists um i think i i will say i think my my favorite part is the fact that they made uh that they made jk simmons uh they brought oh, him yes. back oh yes for that oh, uh, yes. for but they also made him like an alex jones type character where he's not like a newspaper, he's like like a crazy like dailybugle.net podcast. It's exactly like, like he is in the Spider Man game on PS4 right now. And he plays That's it, what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, he plays it pretty much spot on and I'm really excited it. for that. Um, it's also interesting to see Nick Fury on the scroll ship, um, the scroll base. <laughs> him just him just kicking it. Just chilling. Like, you know, there might have been more dialogue about what happened with the end of Endgame, um, if it was actually Nick Fury, but since the fact that it was uh, Taos or Taos, um, you, you didn't really get that much out of Nick Fury, you know, talking about that. There wasn't too much discussion going on about that. I uh, also have issues with that whole thing, but we can talk about that at a different time. Wait, what? <laughs> with, with with the fact that Nick Fury was there, but he wasn't Nick Fury, he was Scroll, and it was just weird that they decided to do that. Like, it makes sense for it not to be actually Nick Fury. Yeah, because they only had one job. Like, they had one job. They were supposed to just go down there and give him the glasses, and that's a wrap. But then, next to you know it, he gives the glasses away. (laughs) I just love that. So, yeah, we we gave him the glasses, and then uh, everything kind of went to crap. (laughs) Went sideways. It's fine. But, Um, yeah, overall, I thought the movie was pretty good. Uh you know definitely had issues in my opinion but overall i had fun i thought it was pretty good oh yeah like the dude the 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 comedy like the jokes in this movie a plus oh gosh. so good yeah so good yeah i thought they were so funny they really did a great job with it uh with those but yeah yeah i, I we, could, we could go on but yeah this is almost like a whole nother segment so i might keep this in i might not i don't know whatever it might be minutes that you can just skip through i might just leave it in for the people that just like to hear us talk about <laughs> movies that you've hopefully already seen um i think it's gonna do great in the box office it already beat yeah it already beat in games uh single day um and yeah it's a uh, highest marvel opening single day something something um, but we'll see what we have for the next phase. I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I know for, I just had this feeling we're going cosmic. We are going cosmic for, uh, for this next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Definitely. And, uh, oh, for sure. I cannot yeah. wait. I just cannot wait. <laughs> I think it'll be good. But yeah, yeah I think, uh, I think, uh, we should, uh, we should move into our next segment. <laughs> what are we doing? Is this a hookah podcast? What's that? I think it's a hookah podcast. Okay. Well, if it's a hookah podcast then we should no, probably we should... tell them what it, What's tastes, it tastes like. like? <laughs> oh man. We're getting better and better at that. Yeah. Oh man. Is, uh... So, uh, I'll kick things off this time around. Do it. Uh, so the flavor that I picked this week that I realized that I had never smoked before uh, I thought I had, but thinking about it, kind of going back, uh, never really had. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Tangier's Dark Cherry last week and how it doesn't actually contain any cherry flavors. Correct. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, it was like Dark Cherry. I was like, I've had that. And then I was like, wait, have I had their other cherry, a.k.a. Maraschino Cherry? And I realized I had never smoked Maraschino Cherry. 
So I was like, <laughs> sure, let's give that a try. I like cherry flavors to an extent. Uh, you know, it's pretty good. It's uh, it's 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 spicy. It has a little bit of spice to it, um, as a lot of tang- Tangier's cherry flavors do. Um, overall, I probably wouldn't smoke it on its own. It's not what I'm looking for in a bowl, uh, like a solo bowl, but... You know, it was pretty good. Um, I, I'm i currently smoking it with uh, New Lime and Cane Mint, as I mentioned previously. Uh, I just really like cherry and lime flavors. I like cherry and limeades in real life. Like, I like the drink. I like the flavors. So I figured, you know, that blend can't really go wrong with it. Right, right. Yeah, overall, not too, uh, not too upset about maraschino cherry. I'm so surprised that you have not had that as being like a tangier smoker. I'm surprised that it's just not... I, I had always done the dark cherry. Okay. Yeah, I, I realized I hadn't really done maraschino cherry. So okay. just say give it a shot. All right. Well, uh, you had social smoke on your menu, and you mm-hmm. had some strawberry kiwi, and then I told you that I had some some social smoke flavors for you to try if you ever uh, wanted some suggestions. But I mm-hmm. decided, after talking about that, to kind of look at the lineup. And I mentioned earlier that I had an experiment with uh, some banana French toast Oof. this week. I also went and had a banana experience with some social smoke. And hmm. banana is just not a flavor that is a powerful flavor in smoke form. You, you kind of have to amp it up with a lot of different things to really get it to, uh, to a certain point. Um, we'll have a interesting banana coming from, I believe... Othmani or Nirvana coming soon, um, but we'll talk about that on later podcasts. But for this smoke of the week, I had social smoke banana Fosters, and oh, God, uh, <laughs> I, I'm already disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, they now now we said social smoke is kind of like a lighter um, smoke, so definitely mm-hmm. it was a lighter. So I was able I was able to kind of uh, play with it a little bit, or I had one session with a very light sprinkle pack and. The banana kind of comes through like I would expect. It's kind of just like your, um, not like runts candy, but kind of like a Laffy Taffy. But then there is um, a brown sugar kind of buttery additive that's on there that kind of, mm. it's it's different when you're smoking it with the Lotus. The, the fluff session that I had was with the Lotus. And then I did a kind of like a slightly denser pack with foil. And I actually enjoyed that one uh, a lot better. I felt like it was one of the flavors that doesn't need mint it doesn't need anything Hmm. else it's just kind of like you put it in there if you want a banana fosters you can smoke on that for a little bit and definitely get your your banana kick i feel like with the foil there's a little bit more spice to it um and like i said you kind of have to throw in a lot of different things to make the banana just just stand out if you were to just have a straight banana flavor it's really I don't really find that to be enjoyable. So when you start throwing in like banana spices, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and just let the banana just be there, but it's also being supported by other flavors, that's when you can really kind of have some fun with that. So I wasn't really let down on this uh, banana foster. Would I smoke it again though? Eh, probably not. I kind of, I kind of, uh, I scratch the itch. <laughs> it's uh, scratch the itch. There you go. You know, it was one of those things. I I scratched it off my list. It was okay. It was good. I think if I'm gonna smoke banana again, I'll probably smoke banana rama. And uh, fair enough. That's that's that. But if someone was asking for banana flavors and they were like, I already tried banana rama, I would definitely definitely be like, oh, banana foster. Just try it. If you like banana, or if you're like someone that just wants to see 
what it would be like to try a banana flavor, my two recommendations now would be Banana Rama and Banana Fosters. Okay, I just want to point out that you've you've pronounced Banana Rama like four different ways. <laughs> banana Banana Rama Banana Rama. I was like, how do you say banana normally? Like, I was banana like, because I always thought it was Banana Rama, but you're like Banana Rama, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> heard it both ways. Just, ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. So bananas. They are. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> Damn. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was a a trip. Multiple heavy discussions. And yeah, we had a lot of discussion in this one. There's a lot of uh, a lot of lengthy, lengthy discussion here. Yeah. I'm glad we kind of uh we were we were okay on this this first swing, no pun intended, um at the <laughs> the web slinging discussion. Yeah, we didn't have to re-record like the end game one. Yeah, because I would just spent half an hour ranting about it. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the recording. I don't know if we ever actually said on that recording when we posted it that we were re-recording, but I don't think definitely so. the first time that we recorded our end game podcast, Sean just <laughs> lit up the microphone, just raging about it, and I, I thought did. we were both going into the podcast like liking the movie, but holy! After like thirty five <laughs> minutes, it was like, hey, um. I don't think this is going to sound good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bad on that one. I was like, I'm going to listen to it. I was like, I'm going to listen to it, but I think we might need to re-record this one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got I got opinions about stuff. Uh, but yeah, so I think this was smooth, and I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you to the listeners for listening. I don't know what is going on with episode our last episode it did not appear on spotify i'm going to try and i don't know how to resubmit anything really Um, but i'm going to try some things and see if i can get it back up there uh on spotify all the other episodes are on there but for some reason it did not go to our spotify or itunes i don't know if that's because sean just dropped an f-bomb at the very beginning of that (laughs) you know i said we are you know parental advisory I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I can't imagine they would care about that. <laughs> but you know, yeah. But seriously, guys, thanks, thanks so much, listeners. Like your your continued support on uh, on listening to this is always appreciated. Still blows my mind every week that uh, we actually get listens to this thing. Uh, and we're oh, this marks uh, the four month. Uh, fourth month that we've been doing this podcast. Holy moly! Wow. Yeah, these it's pretty wild one-on-one, heart-to-heart conversations. Just still, once again. When are we gonna get some guests on this thing? <laughs> you know what? We should do that. We should do that for we next week. We should set week. that up soon. We should yeah. do that for next week. We should try and uh, we should try and do that. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe maybe we'll get something rocking. Get a get a new voice on here for an episode, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll that'll help break up the. Uh, the constant droning of the shots. <laughs> so. All right. Well, uh, we'll get this droning out of your ear right now with a farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody. And thanks for listening. Talk you later. Peace. Take it easy. Aw, right. snaps. Dude, I've been fiddling. I have like 900 packets of my- Taco Bell mild sauce on my desk just because... I'm lazy and I don't want to throw them away and I've just been like fiddling with it the whole podcast. I was like, I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's just satisfying to like squish around like sauce packets. I don't know, it's weird. Alright, I'm 